Welcome to the Warrior Families Movement, where we learn how to create lives and homes in which you and your family are all passionately engaged in using your gifts and the fight for good. I'm your host, Karen Bates, and I'm excited to journey with you as we learn to let go of the weights of distraction, perfectionism, comparison, and control so we can freely walk with courageous purpose and loving presence on our unique paths. Each episode is designed to shine light on a step you can take toward your inspired dreams and vision for lifting your family and lighting the world. Welcome back. I hope you're feeling excited about the time we are living in. There are so many opportunities for change and for good right now. People are learning to question the government, the schools, the pharmaceutical companies, and other big institutions, and realizing that we have a responsibility to help with the issues all around us. The questioning of so many things is exciting because it means we have the motivation to seek truth and to work together to make a difference. I walked into a grocery store with my three-year-old, and he loves to ride those carts that have the steering wheel on them that look like little cars. But they've been locked away for over a year because of COVID. And yesterday, when we walked in, the carts were out. And he got super excited and he exclaimed loudly, Mom, look, they're not locked. The young man cleaning them in the back heard him and said, No, they're not. And they are freshly cleaned. And then the manager walked by and he congratulated him on being the first to ride in a car cart for over a year. And then they both cheered him on as he drove away with a smile and a very determined driver look on his face. It felt good to feel a little bit of normal after all of the safety precautions we took because of COVID. But I also know that no matter how many mask mandates are lifted, life is not going back to the way it was before the pandemic. Too many foundational ideas have shifted very quickly, and we are poised for some intense confrontation about how to move forward as a country. I think we all sense this tension and how quickly tempers rise when there are disagreements about many issues. I've been surprised to see that even in my own extended family, people who love each other have stopped talking often for long periods of time because of political opinions and disagreements. Even in my own family, we had a discussion last night over the dinner table that got kind of heated about the COVID vaccine. We see more and more as a people that we have stopped listening and are moving more towards force to get what we want and think is right. Obviously, if we think things are going to suddenly settle down and get comfortable just because we don't have to wear masks as often, we aren't really seeing the underlying issues very clearly. But even if we do see them, we may wonder if there's anything we can do about them anyway. We may assume that the people in charge will have to sort it out amongst themselves. There are two problems with this assumption. One is that if we understand the Constitution, we understand that we are the people in charge. The second problem is that those who have the most media influence, who are the most organized in their agenda, are often those who want to make us do what they think is best, which requires that they take a lot of our freedom. So in this climate, what are the options for regular people like you and me? Well, we can either sit back, let the media entertain us and complain when we don't like what others do until we have very little freedom left because we haven't been exercising it, or we can choose to use our unique gifts to bring more beauty, understanding, love, and vision to the world. Our gifts complement one another's like a magnetic puzzle. As we use them, we will be drawn and led to each other and will become an unstoppable force for good. And this process of becoming who we are meant to be by using our gifts to help others starts in our own hearts and homes. So today I want to talk about three fundamental shifts we have to make in our hearts and homes now to rise to the opportunities given us in this climate. We need to understand that the way most of us were educated are simply not going to work for us or for the rising generation. But if we use the principles that will work, our families will get to be a part of the solution to the problems around us 
And that is an exciting way to live. The first shift we have to make is to more clearly teach and understand what an education is for. Our families need to know that it is not about a job, that yes, money is often a byproduct of a good education because the more we know, the more ways we have of contributing, but it is not the aim. We have to stop motivating our kids with grades and rewards and instead continually remind them why it's important that they do the hard work of educating themselves. They need to know that they have unique gifts for a purpose and that if they don't use them for that purpose, that people will suffer. But if they choose to do their part, many will be blessed through their efforts and their life will be much more exciting and rewarding too. That is why I wrote the book Find Your Path and started the Warrior Journey program. I hated seeing amazing people wasting their time and potential because they didn't realize how important their unique talents were to the people around them. I remember my kids sometimes thought it was weird how bothered I was by video games and mind-numbing entertainment until I and they realized that it was part of my mission to help people see and rise to their potential. Then I didn't feel so weird about it anymore and they understood why it was such a big deal to me. By the way, that principle is true for all of us. Certain things about life or the world will bother you more than they seem to bother other people. That is a major hint into the problems you are here to help solve. A second shift we need to make is to get rid of the idea that it's the government's job to educate our kids. Education should be family-centered and school-supported, not the other way around. I remember how hard this hit me one day as I was driving to Dallas to visit my brother. I was listening to the book Animal Farm by George Orwell as I drove. If you're not familiar with the book, the animals in the farm go through the steps of losing their freedom as they don't bother educating themselves on the real issue and let the pigs take charge when problems come up. Through the book, the pigs give them more and more rules to keep them safe and mistrustful of each other. There's a part in it that where the dogs let the pigs educate their puppies because they trust the pigs will do a better job. Later in the book, when the dogs start trying to get some of their freedom back because they start to realize they can't actually trust the pigs, the pigs unleash the puppies who are now older to attack the parents. I know this sounds extreme, but something about hearing this in the car that day spoke to my spirit. My kids were in school at the time, but I hadn't stopped to consider that this meant I was giving their education over to the government. I wasn't ready to homeschool them, but I realized that I needed to make sure that I educated them at home and just use the school as a supplement to that, not the other way around. I needed to be aware that the teachings at school might sometimes go against my values, and my kids needed a firm foundation to recognize that when it happened and to discern the truth when there were contradictions. I'm not saying that public school is bad by any means. There are great teachers and wonderful people who work there. But what I am saying is that we need to realize that we must be actively teaching them fundamental values, correct principles, stories of courage and true honor at home, and not assume that the school will take care of their education. I have seen far too many kids, and I'm seeing more and more, turn away from their parents' teachings because what they learned at school contradicted what their parents taught. If your kids are in public school, especially as they get into high school and college, you and they need to be aware that they will most often be getting taught socialist and atheist viewpoints. This was happening when I was in school and it is even more prevalent now. That is the world we live in. Home is where they need to learn how to counter these false ideas. Again, I'm not saying homeschooling is the answer for everyone, but a home education is, even if you send your kids to school. We need a home-centered, school-supported education if our kids are to thrive in the current climate. So my advice is to keep this in mind when choosing programs, schools, and activities for your kids. 
You can ask each time, will this help us support one another as a family or will our family struggle because we're supporting this program? Every program, school, and activity we choose to add to our life comes at a cost to our family time. We need to choose each one wisely. I thought a lot about this as I was considering starting Find Your Path Academy this fall. What would be the cost to my family? So I very intentionally designed the school to support families and not the other way around. For example, we have a character trait and a person that we are all focused on each week. The family can study them and discuss them together. Older people can delve deep and younger people can just read a children's book, for example. But whatever they choose, they can all be talking about it and practicing it as a family before they come to class to discuss it with their peers. And in our class discussions, we will talk about how we can use the character trait or the person's example to be a better member of our family. It is ideal to find or create a community that supports the family. But if that's not feasible, do the best you can to not get so busy that you don't have time to give your kids an education at home that will prepare them to stand firm when the world throws confusing ideas at them. And then the last problem and crucial mind shift I want to talk about today is our world's need for creative, principled, and convincing problem solvers. Even with all the evidence that keeps piling up against our government knowing what's best, we still have way too many people who have gotten used to being told what to do and just following along, assuming that the experts know what to do better than we do. Of course, we should consider the opinions of those who have studied an area deeply, but we should also be aware that there are always other experts who have studied the same area deeply who will disagree with their first experts, and everyone has a motive. Often the media will let you hear the experts they want you to hear from and leave the rest out. But how can we and our kids know which experts to believe and how do we teach our children to not just follow the experts most often presented to them instead of thinking for themselves about solutions to the problems that matter to them? They likely won't learn this skill at school. In fact, often they learn the opposite. To do well in a traditional school setting, you need to be very good at memorizing what the experts say, stating it as fact for the tests, and following the directions of an authority figure. This environment leaves very little room for discussion of new ideas, creative problem solving, and gaining confidence that you can figure things out too, so you don't have to be told what to think and do by the experts all the time. When I was diagnosed with autoimmunity, the experts told me I would have to get on immunosuppressant medicine for the rest of my life. My doctor went as far as to promise me that nothing else would work. When I did my own research, however, I learned that all bodies are different and some bodies were able to heal in other ways. I decided to test for myself if my body could heal in other ways. Thankfully, it did. It's been over three years that I got my diagnosis, and when I went in to check how I was doing a few months ago, all of the tests and lab work they ran showed that there were no autoimmune markers in my body and no signs of inflammation anymore. I sometimes wonder what it was that made me willing to try something different than what the expert was prescribing, and that made me stubborn enough to keep trying, even though healing took a lot longer than making the symptoms go away with the medicine that I would have taken. I think I can trace these traits largely to my decision to start reading classics a little after my first daughter was born, when it hit me that despite having a college education, I knew very little. Reading great books taught me to think more clearly and that I was capable of making decisions based on two principles. Books are often written as a commentary on the societal problems of the day. So they are often written by those thinking outside the box and seeking new solutions. I learned that those who made the biggest impact for good in the world were often those who were questioning the experts and norms of the day. These books taught me to look at alternate ideas with an open mind. That is what I want for my kids too.
It's interesting, but I have noticed through the years of interactions and experiences with modern education that our current way of educating often makes people close-minded to new ideas. I pondered a lot on why that is. Whenever I share a new idea, people often want to know what the experts say about it. Show me the stats, they say. We are relying so blindly on studies and evidence that we forget that the interpretation of facts is never unbiased and that we can find scientific studies to prove almost anything we want to find evidence for. Through our educational system, we have built an aristocracy of experts in our nation. I suspect that this close-mindedness to new ideas outside the cultural norms has something to do with pride that comes from wanting to be a part of that aristocracy. The false security of doing well in school feeds this desire with a facade that doing well in school means we are smarter than others. This gives certain people a false sense of security on the positions they gain by following the societal rules and getting societal admiration because of it. Those whose genius lies outside academic tests and don't do as well in traditional school settings will feel a bigger need to rely on others to tell them what to do because they don't feel as smart. I sometimes wonder if that is the reason the tests in school are getting harder and harder. It feeds in our kids a desire to rely on the experts to know what is best. Hopefully that is not true and people aren't doing this on purpose. And I'm sure there are other factors involved in this expert culture. It's a fascinating phenomenon to me. The problem, and I would say also the blessing we have now, is that the institutions we have relied on for so long within that system are quickly becoming less reliable. Many people with college degrees can't get a job. Most people with chronic health problems are only seeing a temporary relief in symptoms from their prescriptions. We're starting to see through the media's agenda. We have very little trust for our politicians. We're finding a need to rely more and more on our own knowledge. And hopefully that means we actually read more classics and learn how to think instead of getting our knowledge from the media channels with agendas. The point is that we need to be and raise leaders who will find creative ways to solve the issues we face and unite us as a people to tackle them together. And since this isn't being taught at school, how do we teach it at home? First, we need to give our kids time and space to think and create. Many of our kids are so busy doing the things that are planned for them that they don't have enough time and space to figure out what they love and what they like to create. If your child is going to school and being told what to do seven hours of the day, they're going to need several hours after school to read new ideas and to be bored so they can look within themselves and create. Entertainment should usually be off limits and after school activity should be limited. And if you homeschool, don't plan out every hour of the day for your kids. Don't worry when they're bored. Give them plenty of time and room to explore their interests. Again, entertainment and too many planned activities takes away from this ability, so try to use them very sparingly. Something that helps in our home and that I teach in the Find Your Path book and that we will be doing at the Find Your Path Academy is to give my kids ideas about what to learn about or how to practice skills so they can challenge themselves to grow and serve. Then I ask them to prayerfully choose from my ideas or to write down anything else that comes to mind and then prioritize it into their day. I don't care if they don't choose any of my ideas as long as they have prayerfully decided how to spend their time and challenge themselves to grow and serve. At the Ropes course, we learned that no growth occurs inside our comfort zone. So we ask the youth to choose a level of challenge at each activity. At Find Your Path Academy, we will do the same with the ropes course activities, as well as remind them how that principle applies to their list of take-home challenges they will be choosing from for the week to do at home. This ability to prayerfully, or if they're not religious, mindfully, choose for themselves how they feel inspired to lift themselves and those around them is how we raise youth who are aware of the struggles in the world, 
who look for ways to contribute, and who find innovative solutions to help. This is how we educate inspired, compassionate, creative leaders. Not by giving them facts to memorize so they can do well on tests, but by helping them see how much they are needed and that they have the ability to share and have joy as they use their gifts to help in the struggles around them. So those are the three mind shifts I wanted to talk to you about today. One, teaching our kids what an education is for, that it's not about grades and a job, but about being prepared to make their unique difference for good in the world. Two, that an education ought to be home-centered and school-supported. And three, that an education for our day needs to foster creative, compassionate, principled problem solvers who won't just rely on the experts to know what to do, but will have the confidence to seek new, better, and family and freedom-promoting solutions to the problems we face. I hope you found those solutions helpful and that they spark some ideas about what you can do at home to create these mindset shifts. I will be out of town next week for a wedding, so I will schedule some pre-recorded videos to share for the next few podcasts. But then I will come back to this theme and share three more problems and solutions needed to educate our kids for a very different world than the one that we grew up in. So until then, have an awesome week where you choose to challenge yourself and learn and grow. And again, if you want to learn more about the book or the Warrior Journey program, you can do at home or Find Your Path Academy you can look at awarriereducation.com under programs. And I hope you find it all super helpful. I will talk to you soon.